welcome back. Um, so today's scripture of the day is Proverbs 3, 5 through 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding and always acknowledge him and he shall direct thy path. So what path should that be? Well, um, after studying and talking um, with my son, it's led me to talk about um, how can we live true discipleship in a wicked and perverse world? How do we do that? How do we live in the world and not of the world? And, and how do we keep our kids from being of the world? Because wickedness never was happiness, right? So um, ways that you live in the world and not of the world is by being a disciple, going out and serving other people, going out and being different, um, showing people values and showing people that you care and um, not taking advantage of people when they're down and um, not gossiping about them. Um, and to keep your kids from that, you, you, you know, you show your kids how to treat other people and not treat them badly and to be friends with everyone. Um, James E. Fa James, sorry, James Faust said, many think that the price of discipleship is too costly and too burdensome for some. It involves giving up so much, but the cross is not as heavy as it appears to be. Through obedience, we acquire much greater strength to carry it. And that's from, you know, unloading our burdens on Heavenly Father and having him help carry our burdens. And um, what's the song? If the Savior, oh, it's the, if the Savior stood beside me, would I do the things I do? Would I follow his example and try harder to be true? Would I follow his commandments? Would I live more righteously if I could see the Savior standing nigh? watching over me. He is always near me, though I do not see him there. And I know he loves me dearly. I am in his watchful care. So I'll be the kind of person that I know I ought to be if I could see the Savior standing nigh watching over me. Anyways, that's what that reminds me of. To live true discipleship and to really know if 
um, you're on that path, would you be talking the way you're talking if the Savior or God were standing next to you? Would you be trying to cheat on the test if he was standing there? Would you be yelling out a car window profanities and flipping people off if he was sitting in the car next to you? Or would you follow his example and um, go out and serve the people that, you know, are on hard times? Are, are we going out and helping the refugees coming across the border? Or are we um, getting angry because they're there? I mean, they're coming. They're, there's no point in being mad over something that's happening um, that we can't change. So if we can't change it, then we can help it. We can help by being helpful, by donating our time to and resources to clothing, feeding, helping them get jobs and stuff like that. That's what I think the Savior would do. Um, also, you know, there's other charities we're getting closer to Christmas, and I know a lot of people like to give just in the holiday season and not all year round, but that's that should just needs to change. It's just like ministering. Um, I know a lot of people <laughs> have said, I don't want to minister to that person. They're not my friend. And it's like, and what is your point? You didn't want to minister to that person to begin with, but because you were ministering to them, then you became friends. So how is it that you're supposed to learn anything or grow if you don't open up yourself to new friendships? Because if you are too, if you are comfortable, then you're not growing. If you don't go put yourself out there to go and help and go and serve and go and do, then you got something wrong with you. That means that you're not doing what the Savior asked of you. And give up your time and your talents. He says that over and over and over in the scriptures. Is give up your time. Give up your talents. Um, because he gave that to you. He gave you your gifts and your talents. And if you're not out there sharing them, then what good are you? Right? Are you that person who um, the master gave out the 10 talents and, you know, went and duplicated him? Are you the person that buried him in the sand and was like, oh no, I can't go do so. I can't just can't. Like really, this needs to be a self-reflection because the more I hear like about, um, about people and their, I don't know, their craziness of not wanting to minister or not wanting to serve because, oh my gosh, they're poor. We can't go and serve them. It's not like I asked you to do a hard thing. I only asked you to do some laundry. Like, oh my gosh, it's going to kill you to go do a load of laundry. Um, it, just, it amazes me how selfish and how adulterous and how wicked people in our own church are. And how lazy and lackadaisical they are. And... Um, how much repenting needs to go on in all of us on a daily basis. We need to be, 
repenting on a daily basis for being those people that, you know, well, I can't do this because that just makes me uncomfortable. And I can't speak in church because that makes me uncomfortable. You can't speak in church because it makes you uncomfortable. That's the whole point. That's how you learn. That's how you grow. Just like, um, I can't go bear my testimony because that's too scary. Well, I can tell you this. As somebody who never did up for, I probably, I don't know. How young was he? 10? He would have been 10 years old. For 10 years of my married life, I barely ever went up to bear my testimony. But this man, Brother Roy Lance, he got up and he just spoke so eloquently and always had such good things to say. And I went up to Brother Roy Lance and I was like, Brother Roy Lance, I want to be like you. I want to be able to bear my testimony of the truthfulness of God and have it just come out in ease. And um, I prayed and prayed and prayed that I could do this. I could be able to go up, bear my testimony and be God's mouthpiece because I know that he's always trying to tell me, tell somebody something. And so I was like, well, then I can do that. I can go and bear testimony. Um, and I'll even share experience. Like on Sunday, which was yesterday, I had no plans, zero, zero plans to go and bear my testimony. And I was sitting there and all of a sudden, like my heart starts racing and my hands get clammy. That does not happen to me, right? It doesn't happen to me at all. Generally, if, you know, I need to go up, usually just is like, you need to go up. And I was like, oh my gosh, why is it so urgent that I go? Like we're sitting at like, maybe you got 10 minutes left in the meeting and that's maybe. And um, I go up there and I was like, I have no idea, zero idea of what I'm going to say. And words just came out and I was, I was like, wow, I had, I didn't even have any of that. You know, generally when you're like thinking about going and bearing your testimony, you have like something that you have on your mind. That was not the case yesterday. And um, afterwards, um, in between church, because I am in nursery and I play with all the little nursery kids, I had people come into the room and talk to me about uh, my testimony. And then afterwards, and um, one, one lady was like, you just answered my prayers. And I was like, you were up there? And I was like, man, she just answered my prayers and she had no idea. And I just had to tell you that. And I was like, okay. But it, that's how my after bearing my testimony was. And I was like, I guess people need to hear what I had to say. And I had no plans to go up there. Um, and I'm not, I don't tell all these things to boast. I just, it's, it just amazes me. It amazes me how the Lord works through people and um, what they say. And it amazes me that when he wants um, people to do things that they do, it. I don't know if any of you people, of any of you people, that's a bad word. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if any of you have noticed that there's been an increase of 
um, people willing to talk about our church on YouTube, like the things that we believe and um, an increase of people on YouTube and all of that talking about God, an increase of talking about God. How awesome is that? Like, it just, it's amazing. Um, just the pure, like everybody, if you listen to them, they're like, I had no plans to do this. And all of a sudden I was like, okay, I'm following a prompting. And so I, I find it intriguing that, um, but at the same time, so it is intriguing, but at the same time, um, the prophet did say he would see mir he would see miracles like you've never seen before. And um, I consider that a miracle because you're talking about people who are introverts, right? A lot of these, you can tell they're introverts and they're like, you want me to do what? <laughs> you want me to go on and talk about this? This is okay. Okay. So um, that's a miracle in and of itself to get interviewed introverts to talk to other people um, about things. And anyways, I know we're all trying to be good disciples, but the problem is, here's the problem. We are in the bottom of the ninth inning. We are in the bottom of the 11th hour. We do not have time to um, sugarcoat things. We don't have time to um, waste. We have to preach and teach and love God's children. We are all God's children. And when you look past whatever stops you from doing that, whether they're a refugee or somebody of another faith, faith and somebody of another faith should not matter. They should not matter at all because they all love God and they all love Jesus. They all love Christ. Um, it just, we need to be more neighborly and step up our game and stop worrying about, you know, what score is it and what's on TV because none of that matters. None of that's going to save you. Having the nicest house, buying new books, none of that is going to save you. And I know that y'all are feeling like, Christ is coming. You feel it. You feel it deep in your heart that you just, you know. And so I'm hoping that with everything that everybody has to say and all the videos that you're watching, you're watching them because you know you need a daily uplift. And I didn't realize how big of an impact it was that the prophet said, you will not survive spiritually if you don't, you know, if we don't keep our lamp full. And how do we keep our lamp full? We, daily, we immerse ourselves daily in scripture study and being a disciple of God and going out and doing what Jesus would do. Going and helping the poor and the sick and the needy and donating to people's health funds so that they can, you know, have health and continue fasting. Um, those types of things, we can all give, we can all help, even if it's just small and simple means. But even the poorest of poor 
can help in some way, whether that's a prayer, whether that's giving of our time to help somebody mow their lawn, whatever it is, talk to them. A lot of people just need somebody to talk to. And so when people said that, I don't want to go minister to so-and-so, well, how do you think they feel when nobody wants to talk to them? How do they feel when nobody thinks that they exist or that they care? All you're thinking about is your own feelings and not somebody else's. Um, anyways, I'll get off my soapbox. I, <laughs> I hope that you found something that pierced your heart today and that you continue to let God prevail in your life and that you continue to follow the promptings of the Holy Ghost. And I will see you next time. Have a very blessed and beautiful day.